Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. And welcome back to another episode of T.O. Venturiers, guys. I am so excited because we have a guest today that we've had before. She's now our favorite guest, <laughs> Zena Stryker. And today we are going to be talking about, you know what? I'll let Zena introduce the topic. Today we're talking about different trends in residential architecture. And you guys know that I really specialize in commercial architecture. D and Alicia wanted to talk about residential trends, and here I am. All right. So one of the trends we're going to talk about is hidden adult rooms. Oh, yeah. So these little hidden rooms, when you think of hidden rooms, definitely think of people like El Chapo. You know, these rooms are really in style back in like the 1970s and 80s. They kind of went out of style, but... There's nothing new under the sun, so they're back in 2020. They're they're a real thing, and they're back in style. Yeah, I've I've seen these hidden rooms like behind library walls, and you know, you go inside, and you could either have like a speakeasy or, you know, something along those lines, something fun, or just a room to have a quiet space for yourself. What are some of the rooms that people have asked you to design? Well, the way that my team came across them was through renovation projects. So with the success of a lot of television renovation shows, a lot of people wanted to renovate. So they would seize properties, whether they were foreclosures or tax sales, and we would go in and typically how it works in architecture or general contracting is, if you find treasure, 50% belongs to you and 50% belongs to the owner. If they're the wall that's random like it's like at a 45 degree angle or 30 degree angle we always wonder if there's treasure behind it so we would take out a sledgehammer or something and hit the wall and most of the time there's a safe with money in it and that's when we do the 50 50 agreement and sometimes there's a hidden room and so that's the way that my team learned about pre-existing hidden rooms like i said from the 70s and 80s and then typically the client gets inspired and says, I want to re renovate this room. And then due to a lot of social media, a lot of Pinterest and talks in Instagram, they became more popular. I think the first one I did was actually for dogs. And it was a lot of wasted space underneath staircases. So we started turning the staircase into dog houses. And we would deck them out, put like little TVs and cute stuff in there. And then it was, oh, I have this kid that's a toddler. We want to have some type of adventurous space for the kid. So the staircases went to the kid. And then later on, we decided to have full-blown playrooms for either the children or the adults. And they were hidden? Yes, yes. So with the adults, I've noticed that typically they want the hidden rooms to be sellers for wine or drinks. That's typically what they want. I've only had one adult that wanted something kind of runchy, and that's just because they're, they're into that. Mm -hmm. But typically it is a wine seller that they want. And weirdly enough, I always ask them, do you want to have the door a little bit wider so that people of all sizes can go in or 
handicap can go in. And they're typically like, no, I just want it so that I can go in. And mm. I'm like, mm. you know, we are talking to homeowners that can get really selfish. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, all of this just for you. They're like, yeah, I just want my head in place or my man came or my she shed. You know, they get really selfish with these hidden rooms. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I was going to ask you what typically is the motivation behind them, but I, you've kind of described it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Hmm. And usually with the hidden room, they do not want the design kind of stuff that's in the rest of the house. They want something completely different that they want and only they want. So they don't want their spouse's input. They don't the children's input. It's like, this is my space. I want completely di- It's like you're stepping into a different dimension, you know? So as the architect, it's my job to listen and to implement. And I've had them where it's not even like a hidden door. I've had it where there's like a, a like a sewer inside of the house, but it's not like a traditional sewer on the street, but it's like a circle, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you pull it open and you can crawl straight down. Interesting. So I think the first celebrity that I've heard of having something like that in Atlanta was Whitney Houston. I didn't work on that project, but I heard about it. And she purchased the house from some gangster in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So the house that Whitney and Bobby had before Whitney passed actually had a hidden room inside of it. So do you think that people more so want these hidden rooms just so, like you said, they're man caves sometimes, she sheds, because they feel like they have to share the rest of the house with the the rest of the family and they need a space where they can kind of hide out from the family? Yeah, that's what I'm finding out. And I actually kind of agree to an extent because when we're talking about romance and love, you want to keep the relationship fresh. You don't want it to be stale. So you still need your own hobbies and friends and, you know, things instead of just being on that person like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So in terms of residents, I always find it great when there's a mother-in-law suite. So when the in-laws come or when visitors come, they can have their space. Or when someone is just working on something for work, they can have their space. Or like in Fresh Prince, when the kids get a certain age, they can go and live in a pool house, you know. But what about dad, you know, who who's paying for everything? Or the mother of the house that just needs her girl time, you know, what about her? So I do think that those can actually sometimes save a marriage, you know, if you have that little space, that little in-home getaway where you don't have to run out in the streets and do whatever and you have that safeness at home yeah hmm. that's true you have the same good perspective i like that yeah i can't say i've ever run across a real life i mean i've seen them so typically what style of architecture do you find those pre-existing ones the pre-existing ones are like i said typically like the wine cellar or things like that i found one in alabama that was so cool it was a bunker and i am into the walking dead i love zombie movies like <laughs> i was crazy fanatic i wear like that so when i found that underground bunker and it was like oh right there and i kept walking past it and the owner was like the best way to hide things is right in front of people right they, they don't want to gaslight themselves right and 
I saw something, but I didn't think to say anything because I didn't want to sound stupid. He said, that's the point. Yeah. Oh. And I went down there and it was a guy who was preparing for doomsday. He had all kinds of stuff down there. He had the funniest thing that he had down there was a jail. And I said, why do you have a jail down here? And he said, just in case somebody goes crazy. And then I thought about it. In all of those movies, somebody does go crazy. <laughs> and they put him in jail. They put him in the jail that they had to make. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday, Alicia and I were talking about some of the design trends that we would like to see people wean themselves off of for 2023. Do you have any input on a trend or a couple of trends that you would like to see disappear? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Please stop it with the epoxy floors. The marbleized epoxy floors. Oh. Not just residential, but commercial. Stop it. <laughs> like it's getting <laughs> on top of that, the glitter wall. <sighs> I haven't seen the glitter wall. Oh, D, you've seen the glitter walls. How do I gotta look this up. Okay, in every, Sorry. in every black owned hair salon, just about the wall is either pink or glitter. And yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I've seen people even do it in their homes. I did of an abstract, the Bauhaus German movement thing, mm -hmm. and like some of the shapes had glitter on them, mm -hmm. but I've never done a, a flat out glitter wall. And I think. At this point, since everybody feels that their interior decorator, everybody thinks their general contractor is getting out of control. We can't see it being your your actual background is like blurring it out. I see. I wanted to show like somebody did it for their background, for their bathroom. Yeah, it's a lot. Thing is, I remember when the word creative meant something. Right. And now it's just like, Everybody's doing what everybody else is doing and they're calling themselves creative. Well, this is the problem. I, so, where, yeah, exa exactly. That's what we were talking about. So the real issue, now you're, mm -hmm. you're in a different um, demographic. So you're going to see things, people, you're going to see extraness on steroids because they're trying to keep up with each other. So keeping up with the Joneses, you're going to see that. In normal people's world, what we see, and I'm so sick of it, if I see another, and I mean another gray and white interior, because they think that's all like, you know. I blame, I, I know I, I mean, shouldn't be saying this because they're my friends, but I blame HGTV. Yeah, it's a, it's a look. And a stupid shaker cabinet, like you're doing something. I want white shaker. Are you freaking serious? But I, I can't believe you're telling me this. Like, it's something new. So what I, I have a pet peeve about, and I see it all over HGTV and Pinterest, and it's very annoying, is the white kitchens with the gold accent. Yeah, and that gold, it looks like cheap gold. I can't well, eat those gold accents. You know, okay. I did in Encino. Mm -hmm. That was all the rage. And that was, what year was that, for God's sake? That was like 2000. 12. Well, earlier. Yeah. They, that gold was hot then. 
How are we still doing the gold? It's everything is gold. I, know. I, I don't know. remember seeing that much gold in that kitchen. Zeta, are you still seeing a lot of that? Probably depends, but we, I'm, I'm wondering if, if you guys are calling gold what we call grass. No. No. It's, it's the gold. gold. You know how they put it through the, they haven't <laughs> have it spread it through the tiles now? Uh, this ain't like no grass. This is gold. You- brass? I wouldn't be mad at brass. I wouldn't it's be mad at brass. Much. I love me some brass. All right, we gotta send her a picture of this gold. Yeah, I, don't, I use brass as an accent. That's why I'm quiet, you know. But I don't know. I, I have to show you what I'm talking about. This is gold. Like, no, no, no. How to touch a gold no, no, no. accent, like a designer like Wait, you're describing to me in my head is kind of like how remember when we thought we were popping and we wore all those big gold earrings? Yes. That's what that's how it is. It's it's really a problem. It's like they've gone too far. I can't even believe it's still popular. Like how I think a lot of people couldn't afford it because it was mad expensive. They couldn't afford it. Now it's everywhere. Give me a matte black. I am sorry. But you gotta understand it's a monkey see, monkey do world. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time people copy you and get the resources to copy you, 10 years are gonna go by. Oh, I see what you're talking about. That is it's see, too me, shiny and cheap. Yeah, that's too that's shiny and cheap. It's, it's yeah. not even like gold color. Right. It's like yeah. This cheap gold and it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. They don't have good vendors. This is tastefully done because this has some connections, <laughs> but oh, they okay. use wood. That's a different vendor. I can tell it's a different vendor. That mm-hmm. right there, the vendor is more so perio gold. The vendor before was probably Wayfair, and don't get it twisted. But I love her. I love her. Anything can go on Wayfair. Oh my god! Anything can go on Wayfair, but Wayfair is more so the, the like, how can I put it? The stuff that gets the most views on Wayfair is the cheapest stuff. The cheap right. stuff, but they have the real stuff on there. They have the real stuff, too, because I've gone to vendors and found out that vendor, you know, has their stuff on Wayfair as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Anything yeah. can be on Walmart, too, you know, True. but Walmart is still a cheap store. Right. But people don't understand that you need to go to Perio Gold. Mm-hmm. But you won't understand it until you hire a professional. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, I'm, I'm not against DIY. I'm not. But right. just hire, like, a professional three times before you do it yourself. Hey, yeah. yeah, I have things to say about that. <laughs> I, no, I, that's I really... what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the cheap gold. Gold is everything. Yeah, I was going to say that what you like is they introduce the wood. And that's a new trend that I'm loving. I use a lot of organic materials in my kitchen design, whether it's a wooden bar. And I'm not just talking about like a wood cut and it's made to a rectangular bar. I'm talking about the actual trunk of the tree. You know, but it's shaved so that it's six inches deep and it still has the, 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 you can count the rings and tell how old the tree is. You know, like it's, it's organic like that. So when you mix in those natural resources and gold is a natural resource and everything looks organic, it it flows. But when you just have the cheap knockoff gold and everything is, um, what are those fake materials all throughout the kitchen? You know, oh. wood is glued. It's, it's compressed wood that's glued together. Oh, the board, part of it. All of that crap. You know, you can just tell like, they really skimped on the quality here. Yeah. yeah. 
can't stand. All right. So at first, the problem is we're professionals and we understand the difference between quality and not quality. So my position is this. I think design should be attainable for all. And not everyone will be able to afford the really good quality. They just won't. Does that mean that they should not have style? Because style doesn't mean quality. It doesn't mean tasteful. It just means what you're saying, copycat. I see already in your face, you're not feeling me. But anyway, it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they should have to skimp on style. And some people will never, they can, but they don't believe they can. That's a whole nother conversation. Be able to afford, like it is beyond them to spend a thousand dollars on a faucet. Beyond well, there's ways around it. So yeah, I was just about I didn't have it. I would do things like I would thrift a chair and then I would send it to someone who does upholstery. Of course. And then they would only charge about $150 or $200. And then that chair looked like it came from the 1800s. Absolutely. You know, also something very, very simple. I don't know if Hobby Lobby still has that 40% off coupon. You can go to Hobby Lobby and get beautiful chairs but the coupon is only good for one chair and i know this is going to sound a miss you just get your coupon and get one chair at a time you right, know exactly. until you have six chairs for that dining room table and look at the chairs in hobby lobby they're better than z gallery they're better than a lot of stores you know it's just if you want to just keep going to wayfair and getting the, if you have to put the furniture together yourself Something ain't right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the furniture should come manufactured whole. Yeah. And that's when you start getting that luxury look. But this is the problem. Okay, so if you're you're into names, then you may believe that you can get Smith and Hawkin or something really fabulous from Target or Target. <laughs> but the truth is, they had their knockoff brand it's made by the company it's just a lesser quality it's not the joinery isn't the same it's not made at the same standard as the really really high-end product same brand difference quality within that brand so when you go to the website like Perigol or whatever and then it pops up the chat box box pops up you can talk to that rep and that rep will tell you where to get the generic version Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. But it's still not the same quality, but it'll look similar. <laughs> you know what? This is an example, and I don't know how many people know this either, but what's a brand of plumbing that is, let's just say Kohler, okay? No, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Anyway, so you can go to Home Depot and Lowe's and you can buy those fixtures. And you will see that the style is the same style if you were to go to a plumbing supply house. However, it's the fittings inside that are different. It may look the same, but it, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And I know this for a fact because you know you give it less than a year and it's going to be leaking. Yeah, it's not going to catch you the same. It's not. No, it is not. No, it is not. The stuff that you buy at the a true supplier for plumbing fixtures, 
that stuff, you may never have to service it. You understand? Because the inside, the fittings on the inside are made of brass. They're really good quality. The other stuff is plastic. No wonder it's getting out over six months. So I don't know. It's, 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 sure it's, it's nothing but plastic. It's pure plastic. And, you know, I see a lot of people saying, I got this Airbnb and these people went and tore up my stuff. And I'm just like, girl, you might tore up your stuff. Right. Your stuff is tore up. Your stuff was tore up. You put in all of this knockoff stuff and it broke because it was time for it to break. So you need to call your insurance and pay your your deductible. Exactly. And go ahead and have a bad stuff. Get you some good quality stuff, especially if you're going to Airbnb it. More importantly, if you're going to Airbnb it. Because of the heavy use. Exactly. I think that another thing people could do to kind of curtail some of the expense is buying open box. You know, going to some of these plumbing houses and these places and buying that open box merchandise that was returned because maybe the designer picked up the wrong... Yeah, they picked up the wrong faucet or the person right. changed their mind, but they already opened it to show right. the client. The client was like, that's not what I asked for. And right. now they're left with this open box that people think somebody used. And, you know, so they have to sell it at such a loss. But now you get to have the better quality for a longer period of time. And a lot of times you still have the warranty from the manufacturer. Right. So I'm not, I'm not too proud. I will buy an open box in a hot minute. Or dent, you know, people buy the dent and scratch, scratch right? And, scratch and dent. That's yeah, appliances. Sometimes yeah. it's on the back of the appliance. You don't even see it. Sometimes it's a little dent on the side. I mean, if you know somebody that works in the car industry, <laughs> I mean, a body shop, they can pull those dents right out for you most of the time. But, yep. you know, there's just like different things you can do to have the quality, get the look, but not skimp on the actual overall style because, you know, it's fine. I just always say, just design within your budget. You don't have to have what you see in AD because those people have the money to buy those things. You can still live a beautiful life with beautiful items in your own style. You and not break the bank. mimic. Yeah, well, you know, I'm an advocate for that. Yeah. Well, I don't, you don't have we... to mimic anything, you know? Yes. The architect Ludwig Mies van der Rohe states, Lovely. yes, it's mm-hmm. more. That's yeah. correct. And I'll go to some people's house, houses and it's just so much stuff. It's just so oh, much stuff. And it gives me, you, you know how we saw but those sitcoms in the 90s? And whoever was the flashiest, craziest character when you went to their apartment, it was just stuff all over the place. Like, like think of, remember the episode of Martin where Shanene was in love with Kid yeah. and finally got to see Shanene's apartment? Yeah, it was like off couch and leopard skin over there and neon signs over Doing there. Doing too much. Doing too much. It was like, I know you're ladylike. I believe you're ladylike. You don't have to overcompensate to prove anything to me. You know, like, let's just stick with the raw bamboo floors. Let's just stick with the clean, you know, wooden table, accent light, maybe a fall lambskin rug. It doesn't have to be the real lamb, but if it's a high, you know, quality 
people won't know. Let me say, Cardi, I have a real one in my bedroom. D, what do I say all the time? This thing is like having an animal in my house because it's shedding everywhere. Like, uh, it's too much. Yeah, I have a faux lamb rug and, you know, people think it's real, you know, so it's just like you don't have to have stuff all over the place. You know, right now people are putting the mirrors all over the place or like the metallics and stuff. And it's like you're going into a fun house and it's just mirrors like all over the house. So it's like, okay, we we get it. You're girly, you gaudy, but you don't have to put so much stuff all over the place. Exactly. When you buy those key pieces, those key accessories that make a statement, you can have less and your place is going to look like a million bucks. People are going to think you have so much money. They're going to be like, ever went to somebody's bathroom and felt like you were Ziploc? Like, (laughs) you don't even know how to get in the shower. What is all of this? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think this was a good chat. Thank you so much, Zena. I mean, I don't want to hold you. I won't hold you. I love talking to you, Dee and Alicia. Like, it's so much fun because, again, in the male-dominated field of architecture, we'll get to have these types of conversations. Yeah. And especially on the commercial side. The the most I get into these types of commercial conversations is when we're talking about affordable housing. And I always advocate, and I'm saying, there's money in the budget so that these people, these single mothers or whoever can have nice appliances. We're not going to just give them white refrigerators and, you know, big old towel in the bathroom because you you say so. Let's talk to these stores and see how we can get these appliances and these different materials so that they can feel like a lady or they can make a house a home. You know, so it's very rare that I can have these types of conversations without having to fight and advocate for American citizens. So I'm so happy that you ladies invited me and I'm able to touch on these sensitive topics and have a little bit of fun. Appreciate you. We really appreciate you. Anytime you want to have these conversations, you just pick up the phone. We'll be right on. (laughs) And we'll talk about it. <laughs> so thank you so much, Zena. Alicia, do you have anything you want to add? No, as usual, I truly appreciate you, Zena. You are the best. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week. <laughs>